0: This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by CrudForge. Hey, you guys know CrudForge, right? They produce amazing and exceptional board games that, well, they have a little bit of humor that's more on our side of the aisle. You need to go and check them out. You can pick up Virtue Signal or the Portland Occupied Zone, and your table will laugh, laugh, laugh. We just played POZ the other week, and while it's frantic and frenetic and you're not sure what's going on every single turn, guarantees laughs coming to your table. Go to crudforge.com. In fact, go to shop.crudforge.com and pick up those games with free shipping right now. Again, shop.crudforge.com. It's the place to be. They support us. You should support them. William is a great advocate of free speech and our show and puts together some really funny board games. Do it, do it, do it. Now, On with the show. Hey, hey everybody, it is I, Ryan David, and welcome to another episode of Nerd Cognito. Not just any other episode, but the big 200th episode of Nerd Cognito. Holy smokes, it's hard to believe we've been doing that for so long. And... Hello, everybody out there in YouTube land. What can I say? We are streaming the front piece of Nerd Cognito live today. We didn't tell anybody. Nobody knows to look for it. Heck, I don't even know if anyone's watching right now. But, but just as a little tease, we are happy to bring a peek behind the scenes at how the big show runs. Now, we love all of our friends and our fans that are in on the speakeasy. But the big show, it's, I mean, uh, you have to be insane. And that's why our crew is the way it is, because we all have split personalities that we switch on and switch off based on what we're doing. And now it's weird because I feel really out of place. I'm doing them both at the same time. Gosh darn it, I can't do it without my partners. (sighs) Since it's a stream, I'm going to bring in my streaming partner, The one that I know I can't do things without, Kyle. Hey, Kyle.
1: Buddy. Hey. I have to tell you this. You've been muted this whole time.
0: Happy 200th episode.
1: (laughs) Uh, Did you hear the bumper music? We heard the music.
0: Okay, well, good. You know, shit. I I was just telling people how I have to be like, split personality between streaming and between putting the show together and, and all of that stuff. And it was this great thing. And I said, I'm really having a hard time because it's two worlds colliding. And I didn't push the freaking button. Well, Hey, Hey everybody.
1: It it is two worlds colliding and it's tough to do, man. I mean, people don't understand how, how involved this stuff is Uh, and which, which makes it even more incredible. Um, you know that guys like us, especially you, because I'm. Well, let's be honest, you're you're the creative director here. That ah. can achieve an episode 200. You know, it's a big milestone.
0: 200 is so a big milestone. A look big look milestone. I've got a Red fuzzy. <laughs> I, 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 see, this is this is a peek behind the curtain of how we do the audio show, right? Because the audio show, yeah, we have luxuries of not having to. You know, have the lights and have the sound and have everything going on. And, you know, I can have red yeah. fuzzies on my shoulder and, and that sort yeah. of thing. Smashing yeah. the worlds together like we're doing right now and streaming the actual production of the big show,
1: it's yeah. it's
0: tough. I, I yeah couldn't do it without I my, know. my partners, and you guys are such a big thing. Uh, let's bring in the other piece of the puzzle. Uh, hey, Bert, what's going on? Hey, Ryan, how's it going? See, we're, we're all off our game today, without a doubt. Uh, I was all right. <laughs> I had a really good opening, which when we close the show, I'm going to run the opening that was muted <laughs> 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 after the outro, because I have it there in my go. board, right? Which is where, where I'm recording for the show. Um, yeah
2: man i I tried to message you i saw you like waving your hands and you were making a point and nothing i I was going i was
0: just going i don't know where i was going but i was going and uh it
2: happened uh
0: welcome buddy episode 200 bert 200
2: That's crazy. You guys put so much work into this. I just come out of the woods and go online once a week. It looks like
0: you did just walk out of the woods, (laughs) by the way. Uh, You know, it's been such a journey. We've gone from very humble beginnings. Uh, Me and my very, very good, close, personal, longtime friend, just Mike, starting way back in, in the beginning, Right. And Bert came on board, and then Kyle came on board, and then the speakeasy was born, and then inappropriate characters happened, and then we're we're now like a thousand people, a thousand
2: people a month listen to what we say. That blows my mind. That's insane to me.
0: That, right? Are you sure it's
2: not just one person a thousand times?
0: Whatever. Whatever they have a thousand yeah. different IP
2: addresses, so I'll take it.
0: Hey, we have a very, very unique show lined up for today. You know, we're going to go back through and take a trip down memory lane and look at some of the things that we talked about and talk about them today and see if what was still is and if our opinions or if we've grown or changed or, you know, whatever. This show
2: predates the term Sparkle Troll. So, so what you're saying is this is like, uh, you know, the clip show of your favorite sitcom. I, no, because it's not a clip show
0: because I'm not playing clips because that's hell. But what I am doing <laughs> is revisiting those topics. We're going to talk about it and as an extra special treat. And it is a delicious treat. Ladies, <laughs> all five of you that watch us, <laughs> hold on. Because today, back from the dead, we've resurrected just mike hey mike
3: what's up guys
0: you were the most timely one to unmute your goddamn mic here i am doing a whole show open with my mic muted and i was just
3: (laughs) gonna say how impressed i was with the intro and all that how far you've come and then you went (laughs) on your your intro (laughs) muted and it looked like it was very emotional very great And i was like maybe it's just me and i can't hear it i don't know how this stuff works but no you were muted yeah i
0: i was completely completely muted the whole time It was a yeah. really good. Th- I, I I've got to air it. I, I just I really do. I have to good. air it. So
3: yeah, it but I'm impressed, man. That that intro's sweet. Coming back, like you said, it's 200 <sighs> episodes when it was just us talking. Right. Um, right. A lot of progress has been made. So man, good stuff. Hey, and, and
0: we've all grown. You've grown. There's not in 747 two doors down from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, uh,
3: we'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see how this lasts. The barking. <laughs>
0: Uh, but welcome back, man. You, you know, I've tried to get you on before, and you're always like, no, no, bro, I can't do it, bro, bro, no, can't do it. And uh, I bullied Mike oh. into doing it today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you did bully me today. But, yeah, it's it's weird because I'm not a big public speaker. And even though I'm sitting in front of my computer with just a camera and I'm talking to my friends, it's still, like, awkward, embarrassing for me. But, yeah, you uh, you definitely bullied me. He told me how much of an asshole I was for not showing up. So I got out of bed, put some clothes on, and here I
0: am. Now, what, what it was, was I put my foot in my mouth. Mike said, because I talked to him earlier in the week, I said, hey, you know, Sunday, 1 o'clock, blah, 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 blah. This morning I sent him the link. He's like, I don't know if I can make it. I've got stuff to do. Um, you're probably better on with better off without me. And I, like an asshole, said, yeah, I guess if, it was I, I don't know, what was it, something... Um, if that's how you feel about it, then I guess you're right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that was I wasn't being an asshole. It's just whatever came out of my mouth on my phone. And then like an half an hour later, Mike's like, All right, I found my camera. How am I gonna do this? And I was like, Shit. That <laughs> that is not the way I wanted it to, to come off. But uh here he is. It'll We're glad the that- amount of
3: technical difficulties I've ever had though. So it's it worked out.
0: Well, see. It, which means you got to come on the stream more often. Some Saturday at 5, when you're free, you can come on, and we'll talk about gaming or nerd stuff or life or whatever. Yeah. Mike Mike played with us for many, 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 many years. And then, you know, life happened, and career took him far away from us, and it makes me sad. I don't know. What's your gaming world look like now, Mike?
3: Outside of video games, it's it's pretty much zero. It's zero.
0: That's gaming. sad.
3: Again, I accumulate board games. I don't open them. They sit <laughs> on my shelf.
2: <laughs>
3: and I play video games. Yeah. I still have a couple of buddies I play video games with online, which is pretty cool. But otherwise, it's it's non-existent.
0: That's really which really does. no no good. No good.
3: No, I miss it. I miss it for sure.
0: We are going to be what running.
1: Oh, go
3: ahead, Kyle.
1: Oh, what's your go-to game right now?
3: You know, honestly, it's funny because I don't even have them. What I tried to do the other day, I'm like, I have so many games. I've never beaten them. I put them on a spreadsheet. I'm like, I'm going to do a randomizer. Whatever game pops up, I'm going to play it that day. And I tried it. The first game that popped up was some zombie survival game, which I hate. I'm like, okay, I'm going to <laughs>
2: so That game I
3: put away for a reason. When Michael I just hates
0: zombies. Punks. By the way, oh, Kyle. I hate
3: those zombie um, survival games. They're the worst. But I played a uh, like a like an XCOM type tactical game the other day, which was pretty cool. It's like a Dungeon and Dragons XCOM type game, Dungeon of nullbuck or something. Shit, like yeah,
0: that, like, that you know what game. the gameplay is really good. I could do without some of the sticky humor.
3: Oh, I love it. That make that like makes it for oh. me. They like crack jokes. Like stop looking under my dress. It's like stupid. <laughs> shit.
0: But I love it. but the game was so good. If they would have done good. it in a serious manner. I think it would have been better. I I petered out. I got to like the inn, and you know, I I don't remember where I was, but I quit playing it. So
3: I just beat it yesterday after not playing for a while. Really good game.
0: I got back into Doom. Doom. I was playing Doom Eternal. I know you were giving me some shit about it on text message.
3: Oh, yeah, because you're not usually an FPS guy, so I was a little surprised by that.
0: No, I, I have a good time with Doom. And I'll play FPSs, just not like hard, right? I'm not going to like drop into Tarkov with you.
3: <laughs> which which, is, which the wife is happening this month. I think I'm going to get back into it pretty hard. Oh,
0: Great, Gabe. no, no. Gabe, welcome. You found our short, unannounced, super, super celebration preview stream. I don't know how long it's going to go, uh, but we are glad that you are here. Uh, eventually, we're going to close the doors and record the rest of the 200th episode of Nerd Cognito. But right now, we've got the whole gang back together and streaming live exclusively on our YouTube channel. So so we're glad. Uh, Gabe says to you, Mike, and I'm going to paraphrase here. He says, get over it, puss. Uh, zombies are just a type of central tension. You can have the same central tension without shambling. So, um, I totally, totally understand that. Bert, what are you, what are you, what's your video game go to right now?
2: Um, I've been going old school. I went back to, uh, fallout cause I'm running a fallout campaign. So I've been playing a lot of fallout Four, trying to sort of feel my way back through that world and get some ideas for my players.
0: You should play fallout 76. I've been telling you that for years, though, so. (laughs) Uh.
2: Is that
3: the one where you have to do like a a colony building one or is that like the regular Fallout?
2: Yeah, uh, there's colony building in it, but it is also, you know, it's not strictly colony building, but it does have colonies and uh, different things that you can build up in the game. I have all the expansions, so I've been playing around with the uh, robot building for a while.
0: No, well, that's, I, I, I liked building the robots. Uh, I think my favorite fallout Four expansion, uh, was probably
2: Nuka world, right? <laughs> yeah. Nuka world had some fun elements, but it gave Ryan a chance to be a raider. So I see why you liked it. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just throw Ryan under the bus. Ah. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about the show in retrospect, uh, Mike, you were there day one. How did this shindig become what it is today? How did we go from, I think the first week, three listeners and two of them were you and I, to what is got some pretty pretty humble and humbling numbers in in where we're at today. We've got the regular podcast, which is arguably one of the largest audio only podcasts in our section of the hobby. We've got the the new Saturday Speakeasy stream. Um, what? I don't even remember what was going through our minds when we said, well, let's do this thing.
3: You know, I don't know either because I know we, we would meet up every two weeks to, to board game and we kept bringing it up. I think it's because I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and I'm like, why don't we do something like this? Because I was watching a bunch of gaming, like not even podcasts, like gaming, YouTube videos, people like playing live games. And I'm like, well, why don't we do something like that as well? Because we game, you know, every two weeks. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, you tell me Alex so Girl. Like I, I was the <laughs> only here at the beginning. You and me, a few other people, maybe. And I would always say, Ryan, I think those are those comments are you. And you're just acting like there's people out there. <laughs> you know what it is today. So I think it's great, man. I'm impressed.
0: Um, I don't remember. I do remember I said, no, no, no. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna do a radio show only. And then look, here we are. We're live streaming on YouTube. Yeah. Um, as I look back through the earlier episodes, so, you know, more than a year old, uh, you left us about year and a half ago. There is one particular early episode that still gets downloads today. And it is one of our top downloaded episodes of all time. And, Mike, it was you and I. So think about the stuff that we talked about way back when and see if you can remember and guess what episode still has traction today.
3: Dude, I have Alzheimer's disease. You expect
0: me to <laughs> There's one. I'm looking. It's consistently in the top downloads for the month. And it is, it itself is sitting at close to 5,000 downloads.
3: Is it, uh, what, like how we first met?
0: Nope. 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 Although that's funny. <laughs> Michael tried to kill me, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell that story next.
3: I don't know. I don't know. A, <laughs> okay. The title
0: bit. of the episode, it's, uh, is Brandy Braids Keeps Coming
3: <laughs>
0: up oh. and Role Player <laughs> Adventures Review.
3: Okay, so now I know why. Small <laughs> <laughs> <the> You <mostly down, laughs> can't find her on the internet anymore, by the
0: way. No, I I have two for for research <laughs> purposes only, let me tell that's you. That's right. Um that's right. She did sign an exclusive deal with some of the studios, but then I don't know what happened. It just psh, gone. So, uh, that makes me sad, man. Are, are you guys familiar with Ms. Braids? Uh, not really. <laughs> Kyle? Uh, cancer? I am. Oh, well, Brandy Braids is an entertainer. W- w- we'll just say that. Um, okay. Uh, let's... he's a hell of
2: a blowjob. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Uh Brandy Braids is an adult entertainer. Let's let's just put it that way. And uh I don't know. She she had a little bit of it factor that caught both Mike's eye and my eye and we didn't know until we started talking about it that uh both of us uh found her, you know, marginally appealing. I <laughs> How, how how would you how would you say marginally appealing? I'm, I'm trying to find an image, knowing that we're live streaming on YouTube, that uh, that we can you know forward of Ms. Braids and um, oh, there's one. In fact, I think that's the image that we used in the show thumbnail way back when. in, in case you're not up. On your, I guess now former adult entertainment starlets. Uh, this is Ms. Braids. Thank you, Reddit, the cesspool of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're you're, okay. you're having some memories flow back in. Hopefully, it, it's, so. it's memories. Um, Ms. Braids <laughs> was the topic of. The show inadvertently. Uh, I don't know how it came up, but uh, she kept coming up. And, you know, when Brandy starts coming, you can't stop her. So it it is absolutely one of our best performing episodes ever. Uh, It did have the jet engine featured in your other room, Mike. I've tried on a couple of occasions to clean it up. Uh, The version that's up right now is the cleanest that I could possibly get that audio. (laughs) But, uh Brandy. Brandy. When, now, when you, now, now, you were right on it, too, man. You said she's not on the internet anymore. <laughs> when was your last peek?
3: I probably looked her up recently. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's got to be within the last three months. No shit. No I don't, shit. I don't okay.
0: know what
3: made me think of her. I know what made you think of night. her.
1: <laughs> must
0: have been a lonely night. Um. <laughs> uh, a little more seriously. Well, we, we talked about it. The the story of you trying to kill me. Um, since we're going all the way back, Nerd Cognito Nation wants to know, how did Ryan meet just Mike?
3: That's an exaggeration. I never tried to kill you.
0: No. <laughs> I never exaggerate anything. Mm-mm. Never. Never.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because... When I moved here, now I live in North Carolina, I thought back to the how I met you and I'm like, should I try that here? And I haven't done it.
0: Times they are a different, my friend, by the way. Times I,
3: are different. I yeah. would not. Well, I ain't even why? I just uh, I struggle with finding groups, but I just uh I just moved to Pittsburgh. Um and it I it came from New York. I played D D with a bunch of buddies out in New York and I, I loved the game. And then when I moved to Pittsburgh and I started working. Nobody played. No, but none of my friends played. None of my coworkers played. And I wanted to find a group to play again because, again, I love the game. And it was back then. I mean, I guess it's a little bit better now, but back then, you told people you played D and D. This is twenty years ago. You know, you were a nerd. You were a dork, and that's all my coworkers yeah. <laughs> would make fun of me. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know how I found. I mean, I, I, I did an internet search, and somehow you had a group out there. I don't know how I found it. I I sent you a message. Um, You responded. I actually ran
0: the the Pittsburgh meetup and their convention at that time. So um, I don't even know if meetup still exists. Go figure. But (laughs) yeah, Mike sent me this message and uh, I said, yeah, but um, just because my opinions have not changed over the years, gatekeeping is good. Um, no, I, I vetted my tables back then as well. And, um, I said to Mike, you know, if you're going to want to game with us, I need to meet you first. Uh, let's, let's meet at this bar, have a couple of drinks, have a chat, make sure that we're aligned because otherwise you're not coming to my, to my house. You're, you know, uh, by the way, gatekeeping still is good. Whether you no, call it Ryan. vetting your table, whether you call it kicking sparkle trolls out of the hobby, whatever it is, uh, but you can go to Amazon right now and pick up the Gatekeeping is Good t shirt for our end of the year fun drive. Every t shirt helps us pay the bills and stay on the air a little bit longer. And now that we're Amazon merchandise partners, they are competitively priced and ship free with Prime. The premium version of the T-shirt, the nice one, the soft on your supple skin version of the T-shirt is only 22 bucks. If you want to go El Cheapo, you can get the cheapy version for 20 bucks. And again, it ships free with Prime. Go to Amazon, just search Nerd Cognito or search Gatekeeping is Good, and you will find that T-shirt. So, Mike... I said, meet me yeah. at the bar, and
3: yeah. well, just real quick, I, I, I see Bert saying no to gay. I, I think gatekeeping is if you're going to have people over your house and you're not meeting up in like a public space to play. I think it is important. Right. You don't want to just bring random people into your home, so right. I have no issue with it. But I told so you, you let's meet up. So I told my girlfriend at the time. I told my buddies at work, and everybody told me I'm fucking crazy <laughs> to go meet some strangers yeah. that you met on the internet. Go play a game, you're gonna get raped, they're gonna meet you in an alley. All this, shit. and I'm like, What yeah. really? This is how people do it in Pittsburgh, what's going on? So, I said I was going, I wanted to play so bad, I'm going, but I'm gonna bring some protection just in case it does get out of hand. So, I packed myself a knife, put it in my bag, <laughs> and rolled over to the bottom, meet Ryan. And you know, thankfully, he was normal, turned out normal, and it ended up us uh, playing a several year campaign, which yeah. uh, and we're still friends today. so very good. I took the risk, and uh, it turned out all right.
0: See, <clears throat> whenever you're gatekeeping, always bring a weapon.
3: <laughs> always bring a weapon. Oh, always bring yeah. protection for sure.
0: Oh, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> and
3: a six pack. Uh, uh, uh,
0: we we did some drinking that day too, if, if I recall, cool. <laughs> and it right. was like early. It was like eleven a.m., maybe noon.
3: We, it was we, like at the uh, like right by that like Dave and Buster's or something over there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Either. and um, all I know is uh, we went back and did some buzzed gaming that same day.
3: You <laughs> didn't it, have to break out the knife. No? It was, good. it was a good day.
0: No, they weren't calling the evening news. It was it was certainly a good time. Oh, boy. Uh, but I'm glad I met you, and I'm glad you didn't have to break out the knife, and uh, so it began, right? That was the journey of Michael and Ryan, and then, you know, flash forward almost 20 years, uh, in fact, I think it it was close to 20 years. Uh, Nerd Cognito was born. And, you know, obviously the show's gone through some changes over the years. But there are some things that are consistent. And since day one, one of the things that we've always done was the news.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> what's in the news this week,
0: Ryan? Well, I will tell you, Bert, and I'm going to tell everybody else what's in the news this week. But I'm not going to necessarily tell you right now. If you are watching our 200th episode celebration preview on YouTube right now, you're going to have to wait until the show drops on Tuesday. We will pick it up on the flip side. On Tuesday, you'll get to hear... Everything else in the show, we're still going to go down memory lane. We're still going to take a look at the topical news of the week. We're going to go through and see some of our favorite episodes, talk about some poignant things, everything from safety tools to titty streamers, and give you our thoughts and see if we've changed in any of our opinions. I know I've grown and changed a little bit. I know I still have some steadfast, hard beliefs. Gatekeeping is good. Uh, But... I think that it's going to be an interesting conversation. Probably a little bit longer show this week. And uh, we encourage you to go to the podcast provider of your choice. Search for Nerd Cognito and follow us. That's how you'll pick up the rest of this show. And if you're new to us, you'll be able to pick up the big shows. If you're watching the big shows here on YouTube, then you're getting those shows delayed between two and six weeks. So you're a little behind the curve. And we want you to be... Right up to snuff with the rest of us. So, two things to do go to your podcatcher, hit the subscribe button, and then just wait until Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to keep this conversation rolling, but that conversation is going to be released fully when the episode drops. So, if you are just now popping in, and I see our buddy Dungeon Delver just made yep, it into no. the stream. Uh, You're going to have to wait until Tuesday because this is just a preview of our big celebration show. Man, I'm disappointed to have to end that YouTube stream, but what can I say? Um, We can't give the whole cow away, right? (laughs) 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 And Delver just popped in, too. Uh, He's one of our regulars and friends. And just, Mike, I know that you... uh, you were off the show before we, we picked up a lot of industry folks. Uh, Delver is on my Mount Rushmore of his knowledge of advanced dungeons and dragons, right? He is, uh, incredible. And he's been a friend of the show for a long time and a supporter of the show. So I do feel like I just kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's not just your aliases anymore.
0: No, 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 no. But, uh, I I do want to, uh, jump into the news because Bert asked and we're going to start with something that uh, has me a little sad and that is Cities Skylines 2 was released this month and I know, I know not big news for you guys but that's big news for me you guys know my amount of time that I've spent uh, down that rabbit hole for sure. Um last, thousands of hours yeah. as a
2: city planner. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh downside is uh City Skylines 2 kind of released in the same pattern as most games are releasing now, which is unfinished and buggy. Mm-hmm. And this is sad yep. considering they had ten years. Ten years to fine-tune this train wreck. Um I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I understand the pressure that the developers have. They're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place. You have these two diametrically opposed forces having the perfect game and meeting your deadline release, which just got moved up six months. But there has to be a, a reason beyond just those pressures that they ship this game and as a fan i am saying totally incomplete to the point where it's tough to play and i'm someone that does have over a thousand hours in city skylines so yeah do
1: you think they're doing that by design
0: yeah yeah i think they had to get it out in the fourth quarter period end of discussion
2: Mm i mean everybody's heard those stories that of companies that released a half finished game to keep the lights on so they could finish it they needed that revenue stream yeah but
0: that's not the case this is paradox right
2: that's true
0: paradox is is just a release machine and truth be told paradox gets a lot of shit for being one of those Companies that's notorious for releasing 35,000 DLCs, <laughs> which I don't mind if the core game is solid. But looking at the DLCs that were launched for City Skylines, I can only imagine that there's going to be even more for City Skylines, too. And right now, people are regretting their AAA price tag purchase of that game, myself included.
3: Hmm. yeah i think that's the norm now for all games mostly that they come out they get them out quick and there's always issues with them and then they patch and, and update it as you go and then like you said dlcs they got to make more and more money every quarter send another dlc out to get people to buy it that's why you know baldur's gate i know you don't play baldur's gate and you don't like baldur's gate but that's no game, that jesus game michael approached. To like perfection, they should all take note of that game. Kyle, and that you, game.
0: you, I mean, I know you guys just first met, but I'll let you go in first. <laughs>
3: Kyle doesn't like it either. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, you, so did you fuck the bear? That's what I <laughs> want to know. Not fuck
3: the bear, but I, I walked in on an ogre fucking another ogre, and then I killed them both. I and I've you seen don't a clip see, of that. You don't see a
0: problem with this. Fuck for fuck's sake! In in Baldur's Gate three, you don't see them catering to the Sparkle Troll.
3: Oh, I look past that. It, the the gameplay, the mechanics, the the just being able to be based it off of like an AD and D, and it worked that way. I thought it was it was great. If it were
0: based on AD and D, I would be a little more forgiving. But it's based on
3: fifth edition, and the, the whole spark, like. I, I'm trying to think. I don't even think I seen a any I didn't get an opportunity to fuck a bear. I don't think that happened. For me. I did <laughs> fucking and I killed them. But other than that, besides they have, you know, the gay characters in the game and everything like that. I thought the game itself was, was pretty amazing. And I haven't beaten it yet or anything, but very well done.
0: You'll I have thought. to text me when All you on. untuck your balls and uh, wake up a little bit because it's atrocious, Mike. It's fifth edition. <laughs> And it's nothing but the whole culture war bullshit baked into the game. From top to bottom, your tiefling is looking fine and fly, and that bear is coming in raw. (laughs) The
3: thief thief guy is definitely pretty flamboyant. Um,
0: Flamboyant. Okay, so so here's an evolution of Nerd Cognito Michael became politically correct. (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah i do my best try
0: don't try there is no try
3: (laughs) Uh. but if you i I mentioned this other game to you since you like those those like city building games that against the storm is an amazing like colony building game but it's
0: it's got too much roguelike yeah
3: it's roguelike yeah so it's short you gotta do it quick and then you start over short do it quick start over Great game.
2: yeah As, as far I
3: anybody as anybody else play that one, Kyle Bert, have I, I play
2: haven't played game? that one. No, I, I haven't.
3: Yeah, that's a pretty good game. As
2: far as
0: shorties that I've played recently, um, oh goodness, what was the Cothonian, uh Yeah, the fish, the, uh, fishing, the fishing game that basic, I really liked. Basically, um, what's Ca- the name of that? God, God, gracious, my memories! Uh, I just finished Deep it. Del- uh, what? Uh, the, D- 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 dredge d- d- dredge thank dredge. you oh, dredge.
3: you like that
0: game dredge was spectacular i did like that game
2: it, I was, really, short.
0: it was very short it was
2: yeah. but yeah, I um
0: I, I i think that that was probably the best new indie-ish game that i've played in a while but you know <sighs> outside of Baldur's gate uh, is that community really playing anything probably not but you know there's there's hope because our next story talks about them having the ability to play keys from the golden vault. I hold back your excitement gentlemen. It's on sale for under 20 bucks on Amazon. Gee. I can't imagine why. It's almost like Amazon needs to take a loss to dump fifth edition inventory that doesn't sell because the core demographic that the book is written for doesn't buy anything. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Didn't they do something as <sighs>
3: well where they're
2: like yeah. they're not
3: allowing other publishers or something like that to use their. Uh... They're like, oh, dude, you, you're, there? like, so far I'm out. out of it. I told you, I'm so out of it. Like, I don't know any of this stuff. The,
0: that, <laughs> that was the one glimmer of hope that we had to unite the hobby, but that also fell apart because Sparkle Trolls is going to Sparkle Troll. Uh, but then when they tried to pull the OGL, everybody had a meltdown, and uh, they rescinded that. No, uh Keys for the Golden Vault was a very very covered in sparkle troll jizz adventure module that did not sell just like their last now eight releases there are manufacturers that have printed this stuff sent it to distribution distribution has sent wave one of it out and it's sitting in retailer warehouses So these retailers have to liquidate the stuff that's in their possession now. The distributors are going to eat the stuff that's sitting in their warehouses. That's why Penguin Random House presumably, allegedly, pulled the plug with their relationship on Watsi. Now, there's still no confirmation on that, Kyle. I know we speculated, but the more you read between the lines, the more it looks like we were correct. Right. And that yeah. relationship was terminated by Penguin, not by Wizards.
1: Right. Yeah, it certainly appears that way. It certainly appears that way. Yeah, Keys from the Golden Bolts, uh, it's basically 50% off, roughly, right now. Uh, Waterdeep is less than that, if you remember Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Oh, I do. 15 bucks. How about that's Radiant Citadel?
0: Where, where's that clock in? right Citadel,
1: Radiant Citadel is clocking in at a buck or two more than Golden Vault. <laughs> in fact every every single book i'm 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 looking at amazon right now actually for those that don't know everything i'm seeing yawning portals 50 percent curse of strahd 50 percent. i mean they're dumping it all they're dumping it all right
0: and it's not Um, like we're coming i mean we are coming into black friday but it's not like these prices didn't exist previously i'm sure that they're billed as black friday pricing but this has been the pricing for these books consistently, consistently right. for the last two months. Um, yeah. I don't know. Right, m- yeah. now, Michael, do you remember when you were really pushing hard for me to run 5th edition?
3: <laughs> I do. Mike I, wanted- still would, I still would like for you to run 5th edition over uh, 13th Age. <laughs> and maybe it's just because I know it more. Because I have the books. I know how the game works. You've played 13th well. Age with us. I know. I know. Yeah. I still know, I know D&D more than I know 13th Age, right? I have much more experience playing D&D. But, um, again, I'm at a table with you, regardless of whatever your these Sparkle Trolls and shit are doing. I know I'm not playing that at your table, so it doesn't bother me. It's the game mechanics, right? Well,
0: and see, I'm, I'm really glad you said that because this is one of the things that the critics throw at us all the time, Kyle. Right. And Mike, Mike just said it. It doesn't matter what we're playing. He knows what the game will be at my table. So, Mm -hmm. um, yay. Thank you for the ego boost. And thank you for proving a point that we've been trying to, to really get over. We were talking to our good friend, the dungeon delver on the speakeasy bill, shout out to you. And he said, you know, he can run a vicious fifth edition campaign. I don't doubt it. And I'm not doubting that that is very true. I think every single one of us in this conversation right now could run a vicious fifth edition campaign and it would not look or feel or smell or act like fifth edition. But I also know that we are a very, very, very small segment yeah. compared to fifth edition players. And I, uh, Mike, do you remember the girl? There's my quotes for those of you that are listening on your podcast providers, that that joined our gaming group for a while. You know, he was I mean she was she she excuse me, don't want to misgender. Oh. She had some spectacular five o'clock shadow and two hot ass women that picked him up. <laughs> her, her,
3: picked <laughs> right. her
0: up, picked her up. Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, it awkward, that? But that. What is, happened to gatekeeping? What happened to gatekeeping? remember <laughs> I was on the kit that we needed
0: 10 people at the table. I was letting yeah,
3: anyone we, in. He, he was struggling. We needed somebody. I'm Ryan,
2: gonna... Ryan, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that, that,
3: that was a weird. I was going to say that, that's a weird dude, but I guess that's not the right accent
0: appropriate. No, the weird dude wasn't the reason that he left the game. He left the game because, well, A, you know he caught a bus to the gathering of the jugglers, and B it wasn't the fifth edition that he knew Mm. it wasn't the game that he knew it was something else. And I explained that up front, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Right. Uh, So anyway, Amazon's liquidating their shit. Go ahead, Mike. You can uh, spend a lot less money on, this garbage at Amazon than you could on your sports cards.
3: Uh, that's for sure. That is for sure.
0: Mike was telling me before we went on the air about this scheme. I, I don't know. Is scheme the right word for it?
3: No, it's not a scheme. I wish I was in on the scheme. I'm getting scammed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, sports cards collectors now or like stores or entities are getting boxes of cards and they're selling you whatever happens to come out of that box you buy like a player or a team or something and if there's one of those cards in that box you get it for an outrageous amount of money
3: well the the concept is hey you want to you don't you want to be in on this thousand dollar box but you don't want to spend a thousand dollars and you have certain players that you really want You can buy those teams for a hundred dollars with the chance of getting them. So, with the chance, chance, yes, small chance is the key. But I think it's picking up. Like you're talking about DraftKings, right? You have all those apps now, and people are gambling a lot more on the apps. Now they have, you know, whatnot's been around for a while, but like Fanatics, there's all these apps that you do this shit, and you like at any point, if I pull up whatnot right now, there'll be. 20 to 30, uh, people breaking cards where you can buy spots on and everything. So it's
0: insane. It's like I'm
3: sitting at home late night, I'm bored, I'm drinking. I am like oh, I'll do this. It's gambling, it's totally, and they gambling. do it with magic and more
0: too, right?
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. If you go on whatnot, you can, it's anything like people, sell like purses and shit. I don't know how all that stuff works, <laughs> but yeah, oh,
2: yeah,
3: it's definitely, uh. It's definitely not something you should do. Well, go get
0: you some sparkly fifth edition books. uh, (laughs) It'll keep you and your puppy happy. (laughs) A new tabletop board game coming out in 2024 is a cooperative board game inspired by Genesis era superpower, Sonic the Hedgehog. It is officially licensed by Sega and Sonic roll is a board game that's based on the original series allowing players to choose their iconic characters from the video game and clear stages to defeat dr robotnik it can be played solo or co-op and um it looks pretty darn good it really does there is not a doubt in my mind that i will be buying this
3: game I was going to say, how long okay. before it's sitting on your shelf collecting
2: dust? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like an odd concept for a game. You know, the the video games were part of our childhood. Everybody remembers those. Uh, you know, the Sonic on the Genesis, but I don't know that I'd want to play it on a board game. No,
0: I. Uh, why? I mean, as a co-op, and and to be fair, right now this is a pure. Nostalgia buy for me because there have been absolutely zero mechanics released other than saying that it's a co op. So we know that it's a co op, and that's all we know. And they've released one production photo. So, what can I see from the production photo? I can see that there may be a tableau per player, I can see that there is dice placement involved? But that's really all uh-huh. I can see. That's that's all I know. But what the fuck? It looks like a Genesis game, and it's got Sonic. I'm buying it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
3: Kyle, you have a you have a board game group where you're at? You guys get together and to play board games? No,
1: or? no, no, not really, not really. Uh, I mean, there, there's board game groups around. In fact, board games are really taken off in this area. Um, there's a, uh, I forget the name of it now. There's a store. It's a, it's just, it's board game store, and they're expanding. They're like, they've got two or three different locations around the city now. They've expanded pretty quickly, uh, so it's, it's very popular. It's very popular. I just don't. Yeah. I, a lot of it's my work schedule. I don't have a lot of time necessarily. Yeah. To to Kyle's do that. Kyle's
0: day job but, has him offset. His day starts at about two a.m. Is that about right? Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, usually by the time I'm getting home for work, he's ready for bed. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's approaching bedtime when Ryan gets off work. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, last item up now that you guys think that I'm crazy for buying or for wanting to buy, uh, this game. It's interesting though, that Sonic game, no details, It's scheduled for a Q1 2024 release and even then they narrowed it down to January. Right? Wonder what's preventing them from kicking this out for holiday. I would think they would want to kick this out for Christmas. But, whatever. Uh, We talked about how Masters of the Universe Uh, fell out of Netflix. Right? Yeah. And that's good because they cast, you know, a 80-pound weakling as He-Man, and it was starting to look ugly. Well, it found a new home, and it has been picked up by Amazon MGM. Oh, yeah. Yes, really, Kyle. And Amazon MGM appears to be retaining the existing direction
1: of the film, including casting. Mm. Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, I mean, that preliminary work's already been done, so they're getting it for a steal, right? Presumably.
0: It's going to be a train wreck. The guy doesn't look like, look like he-man. What?
3: what? about the first versions of the Universe? Didn't you love that movie? I did right. love that movie. It was a great movie.
0: <laughs> it was a spectacular movie that gets shit on all the time. But it was <laughs> a good it. movie, and Frank Langella as Skeletor was spectacular. It was
2: spectacularly yeah. bad. <laughs>
0: no, no. Frank if
3: I watched that. it now, it would be a struggle for sure.
0: I, I'm going to challenge you then. Watch that film, Mike. Watch no. that film. <laughs> and then you check back with us. You don't have to, if you can't, if your schedule doesn't allow you to make it on one of our live Saturday shows, just shoot me a two-minute fo- two cell phone video and we'll air it on that. You give us the mic review. Of the original Masters of the Universe film with Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella,
3: and I liked it back then. I'm just—I you know, did too. I think I think it would be pretty rough right now.
0: <laughs> you guys <laughs> suck. That's the news. That's all I got. Oh, man. Oh man. Oh man. Of all the things that have preserved, who knew that it was going to be the news? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. The only constant in the nerd cognito universe.
0: Oh, it's true. It's true. Um, looking back through some of these old episodes, there's another Mikey episode that is pre OGL, where we talked about the the title of the episode is "Woke Wizards of the Coast and the Death of Dungeons and Dragons."
1: <laughs> G were we predictive or what? <laughs> you were way, way ahead of the curve on that one, huh? Oh, we sure were.
0: As I as I look at the episode, um, it's it's Mike trying to talk me out of dismissing Fifth Edition as our next campaign, and uh, I, I I just can't do it. We talk about the politically correct corrections that wizards called them at that time. Boy. Boy did we see the writing on the wall with this one? But mm-hmm. we
3: haven't had a campaign since So you
0: haven't had a campaign since
3: <laughs> <laughs> Where
0: was the invite? Uh, 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 he, uh, online online ah. gaming is like the last resort man. and if one player right, is look, doing this, this it, it it's perfectly a, it's a pain in the ass if one player is doing it. If everybody is doing it, and there's no better option. Fine.
3: Oh yeah, it, multiple people in one area versus not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: So, I'm telling you, we're going to get this other this next campaign off the ground. If 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 the stars totally align, maybe I can get uh, Bill to to DM a session or two. That would be great. Can you imagine doing character gen and your opening session with du- with Delver Kyle?
1: that would be pretty awesome That would um, be pretty awesome i i watched some of his other uh live plays and stuff when he streams those and he's he's a great, great dm right fantastic
0: i mean i am i'm 10 and and delver goes to 11 cuz i am spectacular dm
1: as well i mean <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I, I, toot, haven't, toot. I haven't seen any of your live plays, <laughs> and I've never, and I've never,
1: and I've never played with you, so I just don't, I don't, I can't make that comparison. No, but I'm, I'm telling I have you, no you da- just have I to have believe no me. Doubt. You just have to. Yeah, believe I have you. no doubt. I, I have no doubt. Yeah, I, I, I believe, mean, I believe the, you.
2: All, all the fun stuff, misappropriation of safety tools, torturing players for fun, like yeah, all the good things you expect from a DM. We have, I, we have another opinion here no.
1: for safety tools. We have another don't, opinion don't threaten, for safety don't tools. Don't threaten me with don't threaten me with a good time, Bert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I and I'm going to step out. I'm going to let Kyle take the lead on this one. Uh-oh. What Uh-oh. am I doing? Well, no, 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 no. We have another opinion of safety tools and because Michael and I have been what I would consider for our adult life's lifetimes friends, I'm going to I'm going to remove myself from this one so that there's no bias that gets implied because we talked last week about, you know, there is confirmation bias all the time. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a step out and I am going to let Kyle present safety tools to Michael and let him give his oh opinion. And then I'll present my safety tool that I would use and see how Mike likes it.
1: All right. Okay. Well, so you Mike, play? are you, well, are you have familiar to with safety, safety talk about tools? tools? No, no, safety no idea. Tools. So, so it's something that's, uh, arisen fairly recently. Um, Basically, you're going to have a session zero where you're going to sit down with the rest of the players. And not only are you you going to say, hey, here's what we're playing, you know, here's what the world's going to be and that kind of thing that would normally what we used to call a session zero. That's different for us. But now a, a lot of tables are using like forms that you fill out with little check boxes. And here are the things that bother me. Well, I'm scared of spiders, so I don't want spiders in the game. That's an example, right? Um, You know, I I don't want my character to die. That's the one that's come up recently that's really, really big, character death. Well, I know you have to have my permission in order to kill my character, DM. That's a thing now. Um, And then also there's the uh, use of X cards, what they call X cards, so that if you're in the middle of a game and something's going on, you're in combat, you're in the situation, whatever's going on at the table, your character, that is, if it's starting to make you feel uncomfortable, you can play an X card. You can throw that down. No explanation, no discussion. It stops right there and you move on to something else. What do you think about that?
3: That's the gayest shit I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs>
1: That's
3: the gayest shit I ever heard. You know, the whole like I don't want to say the form thing but like me like searching online and looking for groups or whatever I see where people will post here's the world here's some background and I think that's pretty right. good You get an idea of okay yeah. that seems like a cool concept that's something I want to play in but the whole <laughs> yeah, but yeah don't do this to me I don't want that like that is like
1: yeah that's the, that's the game. point is Go. it's it's ex- yeah it's extended beyond that now it's a, it's extended beyond just kind of setting the table expectations and but now it's progressed to, I'm I'm fragile. I I I you know I don't want to be traumatized by the game. Mm-hmm. As if a fictional game could traumatize someone, which is confusing to me.
3: <laughs> now that's I. Why it's almost better to not know what the hell is going on out there. I'd rather play because I had no idea people <laughs> were doing. That is the worst. And so if that's where D D is going, then I'm with you guys all the way. That's the latest thing I've ever heard of.
1: Well, it's not necessarily the way D&D is going, but it's the way that the official owners of the property seem to be taking it. They seem to be fully behind it. Um, they're certainly not saying anything against it. And But there's a large segment of the hobby, the Sparkle Trolls, you are, are fully. Again, the question is, do they play or not? I don't really know. I mean, I'm not sure how you could. I thought I thought about one time posing as someone else and just... Trying to join one of these groups and then checking every goddamn box on the list, <laughs> so, that, so that, okay, we can't do anything. We can't really? do anything now because everything traumatizes.
0: But they're also opposed to combat. Like I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut. That'll never happen. No, they're no, also go ahead. Cause opposed I'm to out. combat, right? There, there, there is a segment of this segment that says there should be no combat in Dungeons & Dragons. That's uh, the
3: central part of the game. Like, how can you avoid combat? Like, I, when I'm playing, I I want to get to the next combat. <laughs> it's right. true. Yeah.
0: And, and it's true. The way Michael plays and the way Michael enjoys playing, the way that he plays and the way that he enjoys playing is very much driven by combat. Mike likes the con Like, he, he generally will play a fighter type. Uh-huh. And he... Yeah enjoys going in and tactically figuring out what he's going to do and trying to dissect the enemy, not only literally, but from a strategic standpoint.
1: Right. And it, he was a, he's, a, he's an advanced, what we used to call back in the day, hack and slash yep. guy. He likes the hack and slash of it. And that's where you're rolling the most dice and everything. I see the appeal of it. I, I don't know that I categorize myself in that way, but I'd I'd rather play that than you know, pretend to be a barista.
0: Right. And unfortunately, they are pretending to be a barista. I think that that's accurate, that hack and slash would be sort of where you fall.
3: Yeah, because I'm not the best role player. Um, Like I said, I'm not huge on... Like, you mean you don't and... do funny
0: voices like Matt Mercer? Right.
3: <laughs> but the, the whole check the box if you don't want your character to die. Like I, I never want my character to die. I always want my character. Oh, yeah. to yes. But if it happens, you know, it, it's usually, you know, memorable. When we died in that first campaign that we played over years and years, that was like one of the most memorable campaigns.
1: There you go. Yeah. I mean, can you can can you really play a D and D game without that potential risk there, right?
3: Right it takes the fun out of it. If you know you, there's no right. chance of you dying, like, caution to the wind, right. do everything. Right? And it's go. not
0: like there's Perfect. the the stereotypical killer DMs anymore that are out there. And I'm sure they're somewhere they exist. But I've always said this, even back in the day, if there's a killer DM, they're going to be hard-pressed to find a group for a long term, right? right. If right. you're out yeah. to kill the players. Now, well, you could be out to kill a player, or to steer your story in the direction with a tragic or ill-timed death. But that doesn't make you a killer DM. I'm talking about these guys that are literally the us versus them DMs that are trying to slaughter the party. Those guys don't mm-hmm. have groups, right?
1: Right. Right. And the and the and the exact opposite is true. Um, the, the DMs that are catering to the players now, they might have a group but they don't last very long, right? Six What's sessions. the average campaign length? 6, Six. sessions. Is the average campaign length now, and it's not necessarily because the story or the campaign ends, it's because people stop showing up to the game because they figure there's no reason to. We're just sitting around and this is a waste of time because there's no risk involved right. on my PC.
3: Yeah, And, and I mean, the, the amount of work it goes into being a DM and creating the world and creating the story and you have to do all this prep work. And then you have these checklists I can't do this, can't do that, can't do that. It's just, it, it's got to make it so difficult to actually
1: run a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Yeah. It seems rough to me. Bert, I don't know how you, how you feel about it, but that just seems the most <laughs> like the most ridiculous thing ever. Well, there's, you know, if, if you look on the internet in different places, there, a lot of people say that there's a shortage of DMs. Yeah. Shortage of DMs right now. And I, that's, that's probably one of the factors leading to that.
0: Although, yeah, I mean, in, in the OSR. There is no shortage of DMs, and I even conceded to using a safety tool. What was it, two or three months ago? I said that I will, you know, use a consent checklist. I
2: will give my group, but you'll use it to torture your players. That's not a safety tool. <laughs> Again, we're gonna have this same argument here. Fill out this checklist so I know what your hot button topics are, so I can push them all. <laughs> That's what I, Ryan is saying, I, I totally would would use that checklist. Not
0: necessarily really? the way that they thought it was going to be used. Anyway, let's keep going oh, down. Um, we do have the one D&D roundtable that was a big, big episode that was post-Mike, and that was the OGL. Uh, but we sort of already touched on that, so I- I'm going to skip that and continue our journey to look at some of the more popular things that have been across the NerdCognito desk over the last few years. Um, Michael, I don't know if you, and I'm sure you don't, but you don't know who the Red Room would be, do you? No. The Red Room are friends of the show, Miguel and Sylvia. Uh, They are independent game creators that create um, adult but not porn, right? Just gritty, really OSR-driven games and game settings, and they, like all independent game publishers, published through Drive Through RPG. Miguel and Sylvia, not being the authors of this one, but just being the publishers of this one, released a game that was a comedy game called Men. Yeah, where you were the manliest man that you could be, right? Uh, I, I think as you leveled up, your dick grew, right? It was totally tongue-in-cheek. Um, so the Sparkle Trolls didn't like this and went on a review campaign against it on the day it launched and Drive RPG pulled the work for review, which is their policy. The problem is if you pull a work on the day that it's launched, that's your biggest sales day ever. Ever for the product, right? You have merchandise or marketing behind that release date, you have word of mouth behind that release date, you inherently go to the front page of Drive-Thru RPG, which is a big deal after that happens, and there's no coming back from that. Well, they voiced their opinion and said this isn't fair, and Drive-Thru RPG pulled the plug entirely on their ability to sell through their marketplace they considered them releasing their interplay via email between Drive RPG and the Red Room and via emails, right? They published them, and they considered that with hostile marketing. They said that the Red Room effectively created and used this controversy to bring awareness to their game, which is against their policies, and they effectively cut out their source of income. How do you feel in general about the ability for drive through to leverage that power sort of arbitrarily knowing that they're the only real place that authors and developers have to go to to publish their games and you know there's there's probably three core opinions on this issue and i want to hear yours and there's not a right or a wrong um where do you stand on this do you see that as a hostile marketing act
3: i mean first off i guess i would say you shouldn't be able to leave a review unless you purchase the product and use the product to leave a review
0: that's a very common criticism
3: yes so i think it's unfortunate that they're allowed to leave reviews when they never played the game and then that is going to drive the sale or you know not selling that product so i think that's unfortunate and i mean shit i don't know i mean if the game's not for you you don't buy it and you shouldn't be able to comment on it like ebay i can't leave a a feedback for somebody unless i purchase something from them i can't be like oh this guy's an asshole whatever and they're gonna count that. so i don't i mean that just seems strange to me (laughs) that you can do that when you're you're not even using the product so yeah they reported the product
0: uh without purchasing
3: that's unfortunate that's
0: I, I've been talking, uh, shout out to Miguel and Sylvia. They have been supporters of the show since uh, just after you left, Mike. Uh, it, it's a shame that you didn't get to meet them. They're spectacular people. Uh, they've sponsored episodes. We've reviewed their materials before. Um, just We wouldn't be able to go through a Nerd Cognito 200 celebration without mentioning how the Red Room, who I think was possibly one of the first full show sponsors, if not the first full show sponsor that we had back in the day. So, um, I wanted to bring their situation to light to you. And if you do find a gaming group in your new neighborhood, encourage you to go to their website and, uh, pick up one of their wretched games. Uh, it's, it's, they're all, themed uh, wretched and you could play wretched fantasy you can play uh, if you want to play in the wild west they have wretched cowboys uh, wretched sci-fi they have an entire wretched core rpg system that you can skin into just about anything that you want and it's traditional old school stuff With modern sensibilities and a more adult, gritty view. So uh, Miguel and Sylvia, definitely a big part of Nerd Cognito since the early days. And uh, we wanted to give them a little shout out.
3: And there's no alternative for them as far as releasing. Like, I don't know anything about like Kickstarter and stuff like that. That's just totally different.
0: They are releasing on their own and there are some smaller marketplaces but I know um, it took a significant bite out of their income, and oh, sure. uh, it was it's it's not been a really fun journey for them to rebuild awareness because it drive through RPG is the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. So um, th- there's
1: there's yeah, not it was they were they were really hot. They were really hot. They were and they were pumping out games and supplements and stuff at an incredible rate considering how how small of a company they are really it was it was absolutely amazing and and everybody loved the stuff too that was the thing it was like that and not only were they releasing a lot they were releasing good a right. lot of good stuff
3: through Drive Through rpg right.
1: and that's yeah, where the that's, that's where the majority of their sales are coming from like everybody else that publishes yeah.
3: and there's no um, loyalty right there's no loyalty in in the industry
1: and you gotta you you gotta position
3: yourself wherever the voice is loudest unfortunately
1: yeah you know it's it it, it'd be like if uh you know that you get some small-time producer and you've been selling in walmart for a year and things are going great and you're making money and you're looking to expand and you're expanding your product line and then all of a sudden walmart comes along one day and says we've had some complaints not based on the quality of your product but from people who've never purchased it and they just don't like you and they immediately pull you off the shelves and your your revenue drops by 75 percent overnight you know yeah Yeah.
0: it's it's tough but they're they're still chugging along they're still releasing content and we just want to put their name out there uh because of how important they were for us uh, they deserve a look, and I want to encourage you to to check out their stuff, Mikey. Um, their website is uh, theredroom.com, only it's backwards. Uh, so, redroom is M-O-O-R-D-E-R-E-H-T dot uh, com. Why well, make
3: it
0: more complicated? Well, probably because the Red Room was taken, but no, it's...
3: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> they, they have really Red good Room stuff. Redroom01.com.
3: Uh, <laughs> we just added, uh, so I was to do my passwords. Come on. <laughs>
0: It's not AOL Instant Messenger in 1999, <laughs> Michael. Uh, boy, oh boy. Um, Just real quick, Uh, we, as in Bert and Kyle and myself, are all giant horror movie fans. I know you're not as big into the horror stuff as we are, but we've talked about horror movies on more than one occasion uh, give me your top two horror films.
3: Hold up. I, I, I love a good horror movie, but it's like they're so few and far between. Like, I haven't seen a good horror movie in a long time. Okay. I like those. those um, and it doesn't haunting. have to be new.
0: It could be of all time.
3: Oh, I don't. I mean, I, recent ones, and I like the series, those those haunting on, I don't know if it was a haunting on Hill House or whatever one it was. It was like a vampire one.
0: Oh, uh, that was uh, Midnight I mean, Mass. Sure.
3: Midnight Mass, I like. I don't know if that's horror so much, but that was that was a good movie. Um, it was a series, tell- Michael. <laughs> series. Serious.
0: We reviewed it uh, on an episode of this show, if you remember.
3: I could tell you when I was a kid, I lived, again, I lived in New York, and I lived on one end of the street, and my buddy lived on the other end of the street. It's a long block, a long New York City block, you call it. And I go to his house at night, and we watched Friday the 13th. I think it was probably the first one or whatever it was. And then I had to walk home at night, dude, and I just ran. I ran the whole freaking thing. I was looking back. I was like, I got to get home. This motherfucker's behind me. I got to get home. So those movies scared me. Freddy Krueger scared me when he killed all the people in the pool party. That shit was scary. Those movies I liked. But since then, I don't know. Give me one.
0: Um, A recent one?
3: Yeah, something that i can pull up on netflix right now if i wanted to watch
0: uh, i think there's a film out there called the black phone that is more psychological than straight up like hack and slash horror but it is an example of a good modern horror movie that you could probably pull up right now and see um a black phone and uh it's it's a it's a good little flick it's a good little the game
3: the game i play alan wake i played the newest alan wake those things always freak me out yeah
0: i, so I, I i've never even played the first one i own it oh man those a good steam games. library right it's it's there yeah. <laughs> all right
3: let's let's
0: finish what
3: about, up oh uh, I got one more got okay one more. um I can't think of it, though. It's the one where the dude has the video in his house upstairs, and it's like these little kids are, like, hanging their parents or some shit. Um,
2: what? Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> Might be Ethan
3: Hawke, maybe? Ethan Hawke. Uh... Insidious? Insidious. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. That first one? I did
0: not like Insidious. Really? Yeah.
3: First, I think it was Insidious. That sounds right to me. It was like the... I want to say you yeah, like you'd find like a video recording upstairs or something. It was like some crazy video of like someone dying and it turned out it was like the kids were like taken by some demon or something convinced to kill their parents or some shit. I thought that was pretty good.
2: I don't know. I don't know. It it's For, ring a, a bell? bell, is that right? No. It does ring a bell. Ethan Hawk. I don't know that it was insidious. Was it the sinister? Was
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those two. So. Both of those
1: sound right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be any or all of the above. All right. So, Maybe it was Sinister Bird.
0: Yeah. So, Mike, Cart blanche, if you were to play in an online game with some or all of us, and it's first of all, what's the system? Second of all, what's the setting? Third of all, who's the GM? And lastly, if you could. Divine the perfect roles. What would you want to play as a character?
3: Oh my god! And then we'll go around
0: the horn for this one.
3: We're talking like tabletop RPG, yeah. Dare I say Fifth Edition Dungeons no. and Dragons?
0: No, because that, right. that just yeah, won't you, happen.
3: Well, listen, you're, I I've, I've played Dungeons and Dragons. I played Thirteenth Age. Okay, you, really you can everything. you
0: can say Fifth Edition. I'm, I'm just I'll just say
3: Dungeons and Dragons. Whatever edition, it really doesn't matter to me. It's the same thing. What were the other questions? Who's going to be the DM? You're the only DM I know out of this group here, so I guess I got to choose you. I don't know how Kyle and Bird are as a DM, Are okay. sure they're great. Um, the world—I don't, you know—I I like just old school. I want to be elves, dwarves, and and shit like that. You know, just old school that uh, perfect role. What would I be? Mm. Mm. Some multi-class rogue fighter type person. I don't know. But some some more than just oh i'm gonna go there and attack i want to have some abilities that i can actually do stuff versus just hack and slash i want some cool abilities i don't know what that is night stalker i think is what i was looking at recently you seem like a pretty cool one no uh, is is that like the one the you sent
0: me you were like check this out
3: yeah yeah i don't remember if that was the exact name but they seem pretty cool like an assassin type uh build um yeah, I don't know. I just want, honestly, I'd play anything right now. It's been so long since I played something. I would love to play anything, even if it is Thirteenth Age or whatever it is. I'd play it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, Bert. Unless you told me I had to be like a, a a bard and I'd have to sing tunes for you and role play and not kill shit that I don't want to do. Well, you my, know, you did want my to play you, or whatever you call. It.
0: You did want to play Fifth Edition,
2: Michael. That's so, uh, <laughs> uh, Bert. Um. Lately, I've been doing a lot of reading because I got an Unknown Armies group starting soon. Uh, actually, next Saturday, we're meeting for our Session Zero. So I think I'd pick Unknown Armies. Okay. Um, Since I know how you are as a DM and I don't know how Kyle is as a DM, I'm going to run it. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I would probably play a... Um, Oh, let's see. I would probably play an avatar in uh, Unknown Armies, which is uh, like the personification of an idea. Right.
0: But you can't because you're running it. <laughs> right. Right. I could put an NPC in. No, but- av- avatars in Unknown Armies are really cool because you, on the front end, you don't have a lot of load, but you also don't have a lot of power. But on the back end where you have all the power you really have to walk a fine line with getting too much. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the system, but if you in particular play an avatar, you represent an avatar of a God, right? Or an avatar of a philosophy. So So um, just to
2: give an example, like an avatar of the, uh, the archetype of the star, you're obsessed with fame and being well-known and things like that. And so as an avatar of the star, you search for fame you have powers related to fame but if you ever get to the point where you reach like the ultimate level of fame you disappear because you replace the idea of fame in people's minds and somebody else has to start kind of from the beginning you to effectively reach that ascend
0: idea. to become that god so it's represented as a percentile if i'm remembering correctly and um you know When you hit a hundred, that's it. You become whatever
1: it is that you were. Kyle, what are we doing? Uh, my go-to is always First Edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's just me because that's what I learned on. Um, if I had to pick a second though, I would throw out Lamentations of the Flame Princess. That'd be my second choice. Curse you
0: for stealing my shit! All right.
1: Um, as far as running it i mean i i generally prefer to dm but if i have to pick somebody else i would be happy with any of you because i because I, I think it, it it'd be fine i think we're all kind of have very similar sensibilities about things i don't think any i don't think there'd be a wrong choice here uh class first edition ad and d i'm i'm torn between two of them because i like rangers a lot um, that's assuming I can I can roll the stats because remember in in first edition right. there's stat requirements you have to right qualify. and rangers are kind of, and rangers are kind of tough because there's a couple of thirteen a fifteen in there that you have to meet you can't just it's not automatically assumed that you're going to do that so let's say I I don't get the stats for a ranger then I'm going thief probably be my go to and if I had the stats though I'd I'd move to ranger for that
0: I think that for if I were a player right just for something different but still old school but still nostalgic i would choose second edition not because i think it's the best system but that's just what i feel like i would want to play today right um what would i play i want to play the paladin so that i can say "Mm," to everybody (laughs) that says that ryan can't play a paladin And um, I think it would be really fun if Kyle DM'd and I was a player, although I'm pretty sure that I will uh, more than likely be DMing just for life because I think we're all sort of in that position where we know that that's that's just how it's going to fall with our groups. So, well, we did Um, lose Bert. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's going to be returning, but I do know it's time. To talk about a couple of things. First and foremost, checkmark hero. on the 200th episode, we have to talk about the absolute pinnacle, the monarch of checkmark heroes, and that is Cinnamander at C Y N N A M A N D E R. Sin has ponied up for the checkmark hero for more more of the year than not. I think I don't. I don't know if we we hit six months on it. But, Sin, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate every penny. That is so important, and it helps the NerdCognito Twitter account maintain its big blue checkmark, which you know is so important. If you want to be a checkmark hero and be mentioned along with Sin, make sure that you go to nerdcognito.com, click on Be a Checkmark Hero at the top of the page, You'll get a shout out on the show, and you'll get to hear this. Check Mark Hero. Referencing your name. Uh, we also want to take a moment to encourage you to do the subscription things. Go to the podcast provider of your choice and hit subscribe. Tell your friends to do the same. And also go to the YouTube channel, our baby YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at nerdcognito, or just search nerdcognito on YouTube and you will find us and give us a subscription there and ring the bell too. Uh you'll see video archive episodes of old big show episodes. And you can join us on Saturdays at five Eastern for the Saturday speakeasy where there is no agenda. There's no filter. It's just a conversation with me and Kyle and whoever else shows up. Uh, Mikey might show up, right? I'm going to twist. Now that I know bullying him works, <laughs> I could bully just send him.
3: me the schedule. You just send me the schedule. Let me know where you're going. And if I'm around, I'll Saturdays
0: at five. There's the schedule. Saturdays at five. If you're ever there, just shoot me a text and I will shoot you the link. And that is really just us shooting the shit for an hour or so. Uh, Sometimes it runs longer. Usually uh, if we have a bunch of folks in, because people have stuff to say, it runs longer. But it is the premier nerdy stream on YouTube on Saturdays at 5 Eastern. Um, Well, That's what I got. I guess Bert is not going to make the run in again. Uh, I want to thank you, Mike, for taking time out of your schedule to to pop in with us, even though yeah. I had to bully you for it. Uh, <laughs> is, it was important and great to have you back on. You were here when it began, and you deserve to be here now for episode 200. Plus, hey, you might pick up some Nerd Cognito simps now. Maybe there's a fourth lady that's watching out there that we don't know about, that's going to find you incredibly attractive and, and shoot me an email and say, hey, R.D., give me the email address of that beautiful bald man. <laughs> 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 you, my friend, could get get a little something, something. I just got a record from one of our simps yesterday as a little thank you gift. Got Billy Joel's uh, Stormfront. From uh, our, our, our dear friend, Anna. Anna is a wonderful fan of the show. She writes incredible poetry, and she has an OnlyFans. So, <laughs> uh, Anna, we love you. I really love you.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, you can follow me, if you so choose, on the Twitter machine at I Hate Ryan David. You should follow the show at NerdCognito for certain, though. That is 100% what you need to do. All right. Well, I I can tell that something catastrophic happened because Bert is calling me right now. Uh, So I am going to wrap things up. My name is Ryan David. Thank you so much for tuning in, not only to this episode, but for the last 200. And here's to 200 more, where we look forward to talking at you next week.
1: That's not a knife.
0: This is a knife.